Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the SOS show and today we are in conversation with Papia Bakchi. Papia is an entrepreneur and she runs a Bengali food delivery joint called Bakchi's in Bandra West, Bali Hill. She had a great stint with advertising in design and copy. Let's go and check out her journey. Hi Papia, welcome to the SOS show and thank you for taking our time. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Yes, nice to abso- see you. Absolutely nice to see you after two years, man. It was like uh, I know. When, I, when I met you uh, two years back at your place in Bandra, we were trying to do this little film on you know on on you and you know that time you were not very comfortable expressing yourself and you were a bit hesitant. Yeah, I didn't have. I think I uh, didn't have the right words mm-hmm. to express myself because mm-hmm. I was so trying to figure out. uh what are those it was a lot of words that were happening mm-hmm. you know inside the head outside the head around yes so when you try to feel how the words feel on you mm-hmm. like you know and that point of time when when you came and you met though i knew i always wanted to do that that's why i think i'm here today yes. because the intent was there from the beginning that oh my god yeah i want to do it yes but um uh, as everything is divine timing and had to happen when it happened so at that point of time uh though i wanted to help but i was still very conscious because as i said you know you're trying on so many different new words on yourself mm. and trying to figure out life and then you know you you don't you're not in a very happy place yes about yourself mm. like it's mm. irrelevant uh whether you know the outside world is happy or not whether you have food to eat or whether you have clean water to drink or whether you have brother sister mother boyfriend or whatever family Absolutely. everything else is very incidental because yeah. the most important part is inside the head if i'm not happy you know outwardly i can be doing everything so at that moment it was one of those things that was mm-hmm. happening like mm-hmm. i was definitely holding myself up yeah taking one step at a time and there were days when i would try to take maybe like five steps at one go mm-hmm. you know instead of doing mm-hmm. one step at a time mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so days where five steps i could take were like really happy and then so this this we always know there's an ego that we have right we've mm. always been told now i believe there's a there's a good ego and there's a bad ego so the days you take those five steps at one go the good ego is like telling you wow you killed it you know yeah. like you nailed it yeah and then the bad ego feels very left out and yeah. you're like dude in the next day morning when you tried it with the five steps that's when mm. the bad ego goes aha it's my turn now <laughs> <laughs> like you know yes. you can't do it so yeah. uh it's like a so you're always caught between this thing of like a bad ego and a good ego yes to even i think the whole journey is to figure out like it's okay to have an ego hmm. you know we are so stuck between like the black and the white hmm. and uh, everybody tries to talk about the gray i think all three are very important colors mm-hmm. there are gray days there are days when you want a white day mm-hmm. you know when everything is bright and sunny and happy and you mm-hmm. love it mm-hmm. there are days when you really want the dark day the black day which mm-hmm. is like maybe like a full moon night or a new moon night you know mm-hmm. it's a beautiful night and uh, you're just with your thoughts and you want to chill mm-hmm. so you like that and the gray days are the days where i feel the gray days are the days which uh you know kind of has a very mixed feeling kind mm-hmm. of a vibe to it because mm-hmm. you don't know which way it can go mm-hmm. but it's equally important to mm-hmm. have a gray day because mm-hmm. uh, every gray day ends with a very valuable insight 
if we really truly try to understand understand it. it yeah absolutely so you just said papa that inside the head you're not happy the days when inside the head you're not happy and the black days and i think when i met you at that time it was one of the days like that what were you going through would you like to express yourself yeah so uh, i've always been a very happy child you know when i was born like my mom says that yes. i was one of those really happy seen the photographs yeah, yeah <laughs> i've been like one of those happy kids i've always yeah. wanted to laugh and always be happy and yeah. uh, i've always been a very happy go lucky person like i get really upset if i'm upset for more than 3 days i was mm-hmm. like what the hell is happening you know like mm-hmm. i don't like myself being upset so i lost my father in 2009 which was like um, and me and my sister we were three sisters yeah. i have a twin sister and yeah. a younger sister 13 yes. years younger yes. than us yes. and uh, so my twin and me we were both not in town and mm-hmm. my dad passed away there was a sudden heart attack and my younger sister was at home with my mom so she was a witness to that mm-hmm. but saying that uh, like you know how every indian father is yeah. uh they always kind of protect you guard you you don't know what the life is yes like fathers i believe after i lost my fathers when i realized like they are like the unsung heroes we don't uh, revere them enough as we do for the mothers yes and yes. i find it's very unfair and i think i started realizing that uh just before my dad passed away so it's like something that i hold i was just getting to know my dad because yes. i was you know doing my life and like becoming you know just stepping into the adult version yes of yours yes. so when i was stepping into my adult version of mine and i was becoming a little bit more wiser and smarter so there was realizing hey dad is cool like you know like uh, he's easier to talk to than mom mom gives a lot of emotional thras you know <laughs> yes dad is much more chiller to talk mm. about because mm. i guess because uh, being men though you're more exposed to the world even yes. when you feel an office like even if a woman goes to work yeah she's not that much more exposed to the world as the men are because there's always a bloody men's club happening everywhere there's a boys club always you know and women uh they do also have mm. but that's a different club there's a yeah more it's a different world yeah aware club yeah. correct yeah. so it was easier to, you know it's much more like when you start working and you know stuff and like easier to talk to dad like you mm. know hey this kind of politics is happening and whatever mm. absolutely and um uh my my best memory is like the last time I was like I took her took him out for lunch mm-hmm. and like I just want to take him out for lunch and he was like what about your mom and I was like mom anyway self invites herself like you know so and I keep going out with her I want to take you out for lunch and yes. she he was like damn like he was so happy and excited about it and mm. when the time to came uh to pay and he's like listen the thought is enough let me pay I was like no no <laughs> yes you know really. invisible pyar nahi yeah. I can pay now and yes. like stuff it was a, it's one of my happiest memories with him mm-hmm. and uh that's when like you know i started telling like you know i was like hey dude you know you you work the hardest to put the food on the table but when we are sitting down at the dinner table uh it's always the kids who get the best piece of the fish or the chicken or like yes. the best portion like you know you're not like i find that very unfair mm. but i've done nothing to deserve this you know like you've done everything but why you don't and you know that whole uh, acceptance like that no it's fine like you know and in my head i was like mm. no it's not fine like mm. i i don't think it's fine and uh, so yeah it was the relationship was really coming to an interesting level when mm. he upped and passed right. away right yeah so that was like a huge uh what do you call 
it's like you know how the it, it really is like you're never prepared you yes. know even when you know like your parents supposed to die and stuff like that but you're never prepared mm. it's like the you know as the rug is snatched under your feet yeah so that's what happened mm. but interesting like see everything in hindsight is when you realize right mm. so what happened in that moment is that all of us it's a family like my mom and we three sisters we fell into this whole loop of the societal uh, you know what you call thing that we're always taught and said you got to be strong yes we fell into that cliche of being strong which was i think the biggest mistake mm-hmm. because when okay. a death happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the last moment you're supposed to be strong i mean that is the moment yeah. for you to be vulnerable mm-hmm. that is the moment for you to lose your shit that's not the time for you to hold on to the shit no, that's a great point that's yeah great point. i mean that's thing uh you know everybody like my mom overnight was like i have to be the mom and the dad yes uh my young, my my twin sister is a lawyer so she's bringing in the big box in the house yes so she was like okay so i am like you know i'm going to get my uh, money take care of the financial aspect of the house yes and i was still struggling with my own professional life because mm. uh, i've had my own demons like i've you know like i used i used to do uh uh drugs at one point of time mm. and stuff like that and uh, i was getting my foothold back in calcutta and just starting uh like not in cal is not back in cal i was just in my life i was trying to figure out my life and this happened and so i decided i was like okay so i'm the more empathetic one in the family i'm so i'll be the emotional you know guide for everyone yes. that's the role that i took on and mm-hmm. uh, my poor younger sister was 13 years younger mm-hmm. she decided to mother everybody she's like okay fine you know i don't know what to do like i'll maybe just take on because i'm the younger one and yeah. you just take on so but the point is that everybody just we all of us like kind of parked our feelings hmm. we uh, i don't remember after dad died and passed away after all the tamjam got over and all that that we ever sat down and like had conversations about him or like you know reminisce about him and stuff because everybody was so busy trying to bottle their feelings up mm. and, and get, get into this yeah because you're being strong you yes, know because yes. that's what was expected it's mom expected, didn't cry yes. what will my daughters think daughters didn't cry because like okay mom you know like mom imagine we've lost a father she's lost a life partner what would she go through like you know let's not cry so you know always isko dekho usko dekho but khud ko mat dekho like types happened and like yes. nobody uh really really forget about even sharing i don't think i even tried to even focus on the real pain that i was going through like mm-hmm. i would not even try to acknowledge it personally like how much it was affecting because it's i'm being strong the yes. thoughts are not making me feel strong it's mm-hmm. making me so weak it's making me want to sit down and catch my breath it's wanting me to shut out the world it's wanting me to cry it's wanting me to like just say like stop i can't take this anymore yes and all these words are not nice words you want to hear yeah. all these words are not the kind of words that people tell you that yeah dude you know you take your time yes everybody is like no like you know now to you have to take extra care and take extra responsibility it's like people keep piling on stuff on you and because Absolutely. and the fun part is because you're so vulnerable yes. at that moment but yes. you're not acknowledging it but yes even whether you acknowledge it or not you are 
so that a vulnerable part of yours is taking on all this nonsense very personally hmm. so there's like a subconscious subliminal level you know kind of crack that's happening inside you the fissures Absolutely. have started but you're so clueless about it because you're just trying to be so strong and in this journey of being strong like my sister went to bangalore yeah took up a job i stayed one year at home in calcutta but because of better career prospects i moved to bombay mm-hmm. and life just happened and you know how bombay is hectic then my my sister came to the, uh, bombay she joined in bombay disney she started working and uh, yeah it just as life started happening it kept happening and uh, one fine day like to cut the long story short one fine day i get i'm working in office mm-hmm. my sister's calling i don't pick up a call again she calls i'm not picking up a call mm. the third time she calls and i pick up the call and i was dude like if i'm not answering a call means i'm busy right i'm doing and from the other side i get to know that hey dimpy that's my younger sister is no more oh my god and i was like what And, and she was 13 years old. She was 19 years old at that point. She's 13 years younger than us. Yeah. So dad passed away in 2009. This yes. happened in August uh, 2013. And I felt like the world just stopped spinning for a while. And uh, it's a blur. Yeah. I reach home. Uh, so this is where it gets interesting. So when I was told on the phone, I was said that she's met with an accident. And uh, by the time I reach home and everything, I get to know that, no, it was not an accident. She mm-hmm. took her life. Oh. She committed suicide. Now, uh, this is something that, like, I can't even explain. Like, there are no words in the world to express yes. when you hear those words. Absolutely. There isn't. Yeah. What I hate the most is, that uh such a taboo this word is you yes. know yes. how like how intrinsically it evokes yeah such a great emotion of like oh, it's not possible yeah and the first thing that you feel is that you failed somehow yeah you know yeah. it's like what did i do wrong yeah that this happened yeah. you know you just completely forget that the person who's taken lie yeah. what happened to that person yeah but your first thought is like what did i do wrong you know when i look mm. back and i feel like i think that's what is like uh, the biggest turning point yeah in uh, i feel in my grief journey that i've had is like yeah. how like today i respect my younger sister's decision mm. like mm. today when sitting here i would say that in how much of pain she must have been mm-hmm. to do that absolutely you know yeah. like i respect her decision yeah. like i do not judge her anymore yeah because it's not about me yeah it's about her absolutely. you know i mean somewhere maybe i have failed her and i would say that i failed her and when i say i failed her it's because the society failed me because as an elder sister yeah. i was going fighting the same demons yes that my younger sister was doing absolutely because the society that brings us up did not teach me the saying that you're not supposed to be strong yes absolutely. because i was being strong 
and I was in so much of denial yeah. that I was not keeping my eyes open to see that my younger sister is also maybe going, going through the, the same, same thing, yeah. you know, because to numb my own pain because I was working in office so many ungodly hours just to numb yeah. the pain of my dad's death. Yes. That I didn't have the time, the headspace time, not like just physical time to thaini, but headspace time me nahi tha to listen to what my younger sister had to say. Yeah. Because I don't have the time. So it's a vicious circle yeah. that happens. And when I met you, that's the time is when like my mom, my sis- my twin sister and me, uh, we all started staying together. But um, it was less than a three years that my family, uh, we suffered this huge grief of lunch. You know, it was like, it was not like a snowstorm. It was like an avalanche of grief. Yes. Uh, but... As I see, we are very smart people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my sister yeah. and I, my mom, we're pretty intelligent. Three yeah. seriously super smart women. <laughs> and we realized yeah. it's time not to make the same mistake we did when the first one died. Mm. This is this one is way more painful mm. because uh, you know when you're not you're really not prepared for siblings' death. You yes. know, not at not so young. Like parents, you somehow somewhere inside is conditioned ma baap tumhare pehle jayenge you know so I'm not trying to justify the pain yes because you cannot do that mm. but to survive you've got to mm. you know so from a survivor's point of view is what I'm trying to explain because today if I'm given a choice who would I want back mm. if I was given like dono me se kaun tumhe wapas chahiye I would ask for my sister Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. I would say him I want my sister back. Mm-hmm. So from a survival point of view but so siblings death you're never never equate for because you fight with them like you have the best and the worst times with them. Yes. So uh it's been a journey for all three of us. Mm. But that time when I met you as well uh, I shared some stuff of my own self as well and you had a lot of perspective perspective about it you know in terms yeah. of helping and how to you know get thing get out of it get others out of it what did you do a few a few things that made you you know keep yourself at bay yeah so um, when you encounter such kind of great grief yeah there's a huge shift that happens inside an internal shift yes like you start looking at life very differently yeah. your whole perspective changes mm-hmm. and everything yeah. and uh, when my sister passed away I knew that there was something very unsaid left there was something like it's because uh, she was the closest to me mm. and for me like honestly till today I feel there's a part of me which is dead for life yes. I mean no matter what I do because she was my best friend yes so I'm a very introvert and a loner kind of a person. Mm. My younger sister was my best friend. Yeah. You know, like we got on everything. Mm. So it was so sudden. Yeah. And I was like, okay, there are things unsaid. Yes. There's somewhere she wants to give me a message. And uh, a very close friend of mine in Calcutta, who was the substitute sister for my younger sister over there. We are such good family friends. Mm. She told me about this one a uh, friend of hers who's her elder sister's friend and mm. uh, said why don't you meet her you know like uh, she's a healer kind of a person like but mm. like even if you don't believe you can just meet her yes and i have always been a mm. student of psychology and i do believe in psychology and mm. i uh know that you know talking to somebody really helps because I believe in the power of talk and uh, so that's how i met her, her name is ranjini and mm-hmm. i had met her and uh, that's where my whole spiritual journey 
has started mm-hmm. because uh, I wouldn't say I was an atheist before mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. but uh, I was like yeah whatever God is there like you know mm-hmm. like, like everybody thought I was like ha hey there's mm-hmm. an energy and yeah. you know stuff like that but this uh, my sister's demise kick started and uh, put me on the road of healing mm-hmm. of uh, bringing into focus of in making me realize how powerful i am as a person as a so human my, yeah yeah like how much yes. like it's not just words when they say you have a universe inside you absolutely you know like the awesome. the fact that yes i am the universe yes. is is the journey that i started Love. and uh, i went through a lot of uh, so this this falls in the purview of an alternate healing Yeah. So I did a lot of my alternate healing is what I did to keep myself at bay. Would like to elaborate on uh yeah like I did yeah. I learned reiki. I mm-hmm. did two levels of reiki mm-hmm. is what I've learned. I've mm-hmm. done uh like womb healing. Mm-hmm. I've done I've done uh womb regression with my mm-hmm. twin sister. I've mm-hmm. done a womb regression to mm-hmm. figure out certain things because uh As I said, everything is very interconnected, and there are a lot of other yes. workshops with my uh, healing uh, journey with my sisters. So I'm part of this joyous woman group that we have, which is uh, it's all over the world, and mm. we are a uh, we are we are sisters in love. Like mm. you know, we just hold each other. Like it's like I can't explain in words. Like when uh, just to know that you have so many people just holding you. You yes. know, you're not alone. That alone is the strength to make you face anything. Like you know, just to know that you have these sisters who are there for you, Absolutely. who's just holding you. Like if you're you're upset and you just say, and you know, everybody's just sending you a lot of healing and love. You know, thoughts yes. and just telling you, I'm just even just saying the word that you know, I'm holding for, you, I'm holding a space for you. Yes, you know, those those three words are like so powerful. It just creates a humongous shift inside you because when you know, you're not alone. Absolutely. I mean, basically, a shift in your thinking process, absolutely. your perspective, which kept your energies high. Absolutely. It's like you know, so uh, I smoke up, yeah. yeah. Mm. And the interesting part was like, so when I would be like coming back from office, and I would smoke my like coming in the cab, I would smoke my doob, like you know, yeah. chilling. But I realized that uh, so I smoke up for fun. Hmm. like to have a good time like to relax maybe hmm. you know have hmm. a great time but after my sister's demise when i was smoking up i realized that okay my thoughts are becoming very dark mm-hmm. the grief is becoming more profound mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i really don't need this so uh, i realized that okay you know what like this grief that i'm going through is so potent yeah is so rich in emotions by itself i need to process it in its pure form i cannot mm-hmm. tainted with something doing substance abuse with it mm-hmm. because what is not there mm-hmm. maybe i'm making something it is there mm-hmm. because i'm i'm getting external factors involved which is not required this kind of emotions this this grief is not something that can be dealt with alcohol Mm. ganja mm. or you know whatever any kind of drugs because yeah, yeah because it's so potent yes. you cannot cannot fight this yeah. with any kind of other substance because it's just going to make it worse what did you do i stopped mm. so i stopped drinking i've stopped smoking up i stopped because i was like i need to deal with this grief in its pure, pure form oh my god i need yeah because i need mm. to know like yeah. the days i get up in the morning and i feel like i want to cry i cried 
I was like, I need to do this. And the days I felt like, okay, I want to go, you know, maybe watch a movie. And I would do that and not miss Dimpy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's a process. It's, it's, it's. It's a work in progress. I am still a work in progress. Absolutely. You know, I'm still a work in so, progress. So, so letting go of your emotions without trying to hold on to yeah. it. Without trying to stop it. Yeah. Let it flow. Let it whatever, flow. Whatever yeah. is coming out of your soul, your body, your yeah. emotions. Wow. Wow. Papi, like, let's not try to judge why you're yeah. thinking, you yes. know. Like, even, like, the internal dialogue is what I realized is mm. that the internal dialogue mm-hmm. has to be gentle. Yes. I... Our own internal dialogue is so harsh. All the time. We have All been, the time. We have been like primed to be. Yeah. yeah. But the whole point is how many, how much am I going to keep blaming the society? Yeah. How much am I going to say that, hey, my, my mom didn't teach me. Yeah. My mom told me this. My dad taught me like this. You know, my friends like this. The world is like this. But how much am I yeah. going to keep blaming? Mm. Like this victim energy has to end because, okay, it has done. Mm. They are not going to come and say, hey, I'm sorry. Yes. So you have to live with yourself every day. So you have to make sure that your own inner dialogue is gentle. Like a case in point, like yesterday at work, Mm. I got a migraine headache, which Mm. was completely triggered by work stress. Like, Mm. you know, it was. Mm. And the work stress was like, it was something that I did fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. So it was like something I was like, and it was a genuine. Yeah. It was not major. It was not minor either. It was like in between, which is like the worst kinds. You know, it could have swung anyways. But you need to realize that, oh my God, shit. But the difference was, so you, I had two people. Mm-hmm. There were two people who was reacting to it. Mm-hmm. One person was reacting on the WhatsApp like, in the worst way possible mm-hmm. saying that hey your memory power doesn't is not working mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. the, you say that you don't want to sit with a pen and paper and write mm-hmm. because you want to keep like you know see how sharp your memory is which sure. is I'll tell you later because that is something that is also a work in progress for me right mm-hmm. now so you know whole taunts happening mm-hmm. like you know I don't think your memory power is working you need to mm-hmm. sit with a pen and paper and you know the blah like the regular of the, this yeah shit. telling oh. you how mm-hmm. dude this was going to happen I told you so mm-hmm. and you know like you 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 fucked up so there was one conversation happening that way mm-hmm. and there was another conversation happening that way who was like okay you know this didn't happen okay and uh, can we figure like you know the other ones are like okay this is why I said okay th- we had discussed this it didn't happen okay now who's in office and I said yeah I'm in office mm. he's like okay can we figure I said yeah I'm getting on it so the other conversation was like you fucked up mm-hmm. but hey you know what like can we and I was like yeah yeah, yeah. solve it yeah I was like yeah mm. I'm on it mm. but so then I sat and then I was like okay you know what I need to go for a smoke so I went for a smoke and like, you know, I had this whole inner conversation with myself where I like I said, okay, listen, you, you paused, up. you paused, yeah, I paused, mm. I went and reached for that stillness inside me. Lovely. I was like, you know, I need to go to that still part inside me. And I yes. went up and I reached into my the stillness inside me and I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah. You fucked up. Yes. So now it's fine. You know what you have to do. We shall do this. Yeah. Just be like the sky. You know? Let awesome. the emotions just come and go. It's fine. Just yeah. be like the sky. Don't get affected. You yeah. know what you gotta do? Yeah. But hey, do carry a pad and pen next mm. time. Mm. Don't have to write the whole jargon, but one or two things because so that this doesn't happen again. Mm. And I went down and I just did from that space of stillness. Mm. 
is what I operated the whole day. Awesome, awesome. Now this space of stillness that I am aware of today and I found is because of all the healing journey that I continue doing and I've been doing. Mm. Because this is something that you need to be aware of, that you have this power in you to tap. Oh, absolutely. Papa, that's so inspiring. Space of stillness, you know. Yeah. So anybody who's listening to this podcast, going through the same pain, the traumas of life, dealing with relationships, losing a loved one, space of stillness, what do they need to do to find the space? Any specific thing that they need to go to or need to meet somebody for it? Or is it something that they need to sit still and find within themselves every day? I think the first thing that they can do is... Is there a technique uh, to it? See, there is a technique to it. Uh, The first and foremost, the technique that has to be is like first to have a a very honest conversation with yourself. To Mm. accept first that, yeah, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. You know? Maybe not even say I have a problem. Problem is the wrong word. Mm. To say that, hey, you know, like... Okay, yeah. like, you know, something is bothering me. Some yes. things bother me, some things don't bother me. Like, you know, you can say that, okay, like, you know, maybe uh, I am a little bit of a problem. Everyone says that I am a little bit okay, maybe I am a little bit of a problem. So first acknowledging that I am a After acknowledging that I am a then you should ask that, like, figure out the emotion. Say, is it that I am a little bit of a problem? And, you know, you, you need to have a little bit more conversations with yourself. Yeah. But from a non-judgmental. First and foremost, I think what everybody needs to do is like, you know, every day try to figure out that one quality of them that they've discovered. Awesome. That was I brave today? Mm. Or was I love yourself uh, sad and stop, today? Love yourself and stop criticizing yeah. yourself too yeah. much. Yeah. And it's very important because, you know, when people ask you about you, we mm. hardly know what to say about ourselves like recently my financial situation was such that you know like I had to my my landlady I said if you don't get a job because as as I I did start a business which I closed last year temporarily because uh, of the you know the cooks I had opened a Bengali restaurant called Bakchis and I still get calls for it like inshallah I'll open it again soon like yesterday also I got a call Mm. and uh, but I had to sadly close it last year in October around Mm. this time uh, because the cooks kept running away and for me it was like very important the quality I never believe in quantity I'm a very quality person so the finances were not in place and uh, in the beginning of this year like you know last year some I was unable to pay the rent in the month of Jan mm-hmm. and Malani told me okay by the end of Jan if you don't get a job then I'm sorry by fair 14th you have to leave and I was like okay Okay then And then I suddenly get to know My mom's like Hey I'm coming to visit uh, Bombay And I'll be staying with you I was like Oh my god Bhagwan chappar Faal ki deete ho Sab kuch Like there's This cliche Never fails I was yeah. like Okay Aajau mommy And I was like Okay then Like what do I do Okay so I'm not gonna tell my mom The scene and everything Like that yeah. But I knew one thing Suchita That uh you know, at this moment when at usually at these moments, what you do is that you go out and like, you know, you borrow money from friends or family or something like, you know, then I'm still looking for a job. That's the usual what you would do. But uh, I decided at that moment then I was like, uh, if I'm going to pay the rent, I'm going to pay with my salary or I'm not going to pay this rent uh, because I'm not going to get into this loop. Yeah, because 
because of my business i am already in bad debt there are people i have to pay back yes. and i'm not the kind of person who's ever been into debt so i'm not going to start this thing because i never thought my business going to go kaput yeah it happened hmm. where is the thing that okay i will get a job in next month to pay my friend back hmm. so if i'm going to look out for an easy way right now ke abhi leke main de deti hu maan lo next mahine bhi nahi mila to us dost ko main kya bolu so i was like i'm not getting into this loop so either i'm going to pay the rent with my own salary or i'm going to go back to calcutta because for me my thought was my own limiting thoughts that i was like who said that if bombay is the place that i have to make my life in i am stopping myself na Maybe mm. in Calcutta there can be a better opportunity, mm. or maybe I can go to Pune, Bangalore, whoever. I don't know, mm. Mm. Uh, but I know one thing that I'm going to pay the rent with my own salary. That's one thing that I can take guarantee about. Mm. If that doesn't work out, then I go back to Calcutta and then I'll figure life from there. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. Like you know, I got a job, and the job when I got and it, something which I always wanted to do be in the creative field. Mm. You know, my first break. in events company as a conceptualizer mm. and that guy was like an angel mm. the interview started with him saying that i don't think there's a position for you in this company and ended with him taking me on trial saying okay you work for the next 2 months we'll see if it mm. works out and he's like and you know what you can take your salary uh, half of your salary as uh, this advance if you want yeah, he's like i i'm sorry i can't do more or something and i was like dude you're saying <laughs> everything that i want to hear right now yeah. It was magic that awesome. happened. It was magic, mm. Suchita. Like mm. it was mm. magic. Like mm. I never thought mm. this is what is going to happen. On like the end of Jan, like the first thing I did, I came out of the interview was to call up not even my mom who was sitting there, but call up my landlady, and I said, "Hey, <laughs> you know what? I can pay the rent <laughs> for awesome. Feb, and like you know, you don't have to throw me out." And that's when I went back home and I told my mom. Like this was the scene, bro. <laughs> you had to move out with me in Feb 14. They had now another job oh and stuff. God. And uh, when I was going to the job, so now what happens is, you know, I, I find this thing is called the penny drops. Mm. So when I'm going to work, I, that's my only me time. I find because I'm just going to work. Like mm. I, I have a pet mischief. You've met, yes, my sweet face. But mm. then, so I don't even think about her. Mm. I just only think about myself. That journey from my home to my work is when I just is my time. and a lot of revelations happened there you know and the revelations happened that's when the penny drops is when i say so the penny drop moment was this i was like oh my god i finally once again found the brave me when i look back at this incident i was like i've always been brave but it just got layered and hidden because i bought everybody else's opinions about you know me and my own defeating thoughts just made me forget that I've been I've always been brave. Absolutely. And this moment just made me realize that how brave I am. Awesome. So so finding yourself through the stillness inside you and having a me time every day. Yeah, like you know, you know the inner dialogue has to be gentle. It really has to be gentle because nobody else would do that. And yes, there are a lot of other healing modalities as like sound healing. Yeah. can definitely do reiki reiki really works there's a lot of alternate healing mm. that is out there would you call it therapy see you can call it therapy mm. but then like you know how the word marriage is very loaded brings yeah. it with a lot of thing yeah. therapy also brings <laughs> with it a lot of 
thing with it. Yeah. So I would not call it therapy yeah. because it's not a therapy. See, even going to a spa is a therapy. Yeah. You know, doing your manicure is a therapy. Doing yes. your pedicure is a therapy. But yeah. those therapy words, we're like, hey, it's fine. Mm. So even this alternate healing is mm. actually therapy, but mm. it's like a feel-good therapy. It makes you fall in love with yourself. yourself. It makes you see that you are really made as like how powerful and that you are really not alone absolutely you know absolutely. the inner child that we lose touch with mm-hmm. the alternate healing you know gets you in touch with your inner child for you to realize that you've always been powerful and beautiful and you know suicide is something that after experiencing it firsthand you know you become so aware and you keep seeing like today when people i I make it a point that I consciously stop people when they said I'm you know I'm I'm going to die or like you know I'm done or something and I keep telling stopping them I said do not even to my mom or my sister I said don't say I'm done you know for the day or I'm done I'm done I said oh, yeah. use positive words for yourself yes. like hey you know what I'm really tired not use such final words such negative words even if it is in a joking way you Just know it really affects your yeah, psyche yeah because it way. does because yeah. how loosely you're using those every word has an energy yeah. everything has an Absolutely. energy that is carrying so if you're going to say hey, I'm done you know mm-hmm. with the energy that you're saying your body is absorbing that energy everything around is absorbing so it's very important that you use the right words every moment every moment catch yourself in awareness awesome but not be strict about it but if you just be more aware that yes. you know that what words you're using for yourself for others how are you describing yeah and the most important thing suchita is being in gratitude yes dude being in gratitude like during the monsoon time when i was taking the auto and i going in my mind every one those kachra walas who was picking up the kachra i said so much of thank you hmm. like those guys are doing such an important job for us cleaning the road yeah. we never say thank you you don't have to go up to them and say thank you you know but even when you just look at it and close it in your mind close your eyes and your mind and you know, say hey, thank you the energy goes the energy goes you Absolutely. just have to be very grateful for like everything you know Absolutely. everything like every person everything that you're getting the benefit that you're living right the gratitude awesome. huge shift awesome awesome gratitude huge shift papia after two years i'm meeting you what a change <laughs> what a change in energy i see inside you you yeah. are joyful you're happy you are you are full of gratitude despite the pain that you've gone through and your family has gone through yeah and i can how, actually how did, how did your mom and your sister sort of yeah you know this day they have started talking in the universe language now which ah. is like uh, good because mm-hmm. as i said you know action always speaks louder than words yes. so like they could see the change in my own person in my personality when they're yeah. seeing the change in my in my interpersonal relationships when they can see the way i have become the way i am and everything so So, so is it that itself so is it that the moment you you, you take the responsibility to shift your energies you are transferring it to, to everyone it's it's like Beautiful. a domino effect Absolutely. it's the moment there's a shift inside you mm. there's going to be an immediate shift in in the person right in front of you that can be your mom your dad your brother your sister your any relationship anybody you will see it immediately because you have changed yes 
everything around you changes because everything is a reflection of yeah. you like you know how you see it because if you don't let it affect you yes. you're dif- you're reacting differently you're not reacting also mm. so what is that person so it's the power we give to the other we give away our power to the other when you realize awesome. that i'm not giving up my power yeah to you to yeah. affect me yeah that's like a new life waiting for you brilliant brilliant papa that's so inspiring one bottom line advice for anyone who's gone through the same pain what would you give it as i said please be gentle with yourself it's very important when you talk to yourself what do you say and every night every morning when you wake up when the morning when you wake up you can say start the day with a thank you yeah that thank you that you're alive for another beautiful day that you have waiting for you because that sets the whole energy and the tone for the day because you're so grateful and when you're going to sleep again say a beautiful thank you for the wonderful day that has been even with its ups and its downs and this gratitude as i said the gratitude the moment you have gratitude for everything the good and the bad and the ugly and the gorgeousness life will take a beautiful turn like the shift is incomparable it's just gratitude and nothing else i can proudly say today ki mere liye bolna aasan nahi hai i have lived it even today like my younger sister's birthday is coming up mm-hmm. even today when i walk out and i see dresses and i feel i can't buy for her it hurts like a bitch mm-hmm. it's very painful but still saying that i can say today if that i can maybe say i'm content that's a big word it's a yeah. profound word to use content but i can say today i'm content because dar nahi lagta we are you know emotions don't overwhelm me because i know they are just emotions mm-hmm. they'll come and they'll go so i'm not overwhelmed anymore is because i'm so grateful even if an emotion like deep pain is coming i'm grateful because i know it is going to bring about something nice like yeah. a close friend of mine who is going through a personal crisis right now herself mm-hmm. we were talking and on the and it so happened on the first day of navratri she came home mm-hmm. and we were sitting and i've got mata uh, altar mm-hmm. in front mm-hmm. and you like three shakti sitting and mm-hmm. she said the same thing you know like so profound she's like you know if i had not gone through this grief I would have not understood like not fallen in love with myself the way it is now. Mm. Like I've changed so much. Like it's so beautiful now. Like how much she's figuring out so many new things about herself and she's going for holidays. She's like mm. she said, even she said the same thing. Like mm. if the grief had not happened, I wouldn't even know I had such such talents and such things inside me because it makes you is perhaps chisels you yeah. sculpts you makes you realize take stock of your life yes it's uproots you for a reason to to plant you somewhere else to say hey you've been stuck here for a long time maybe sometimes you're not realizing it because as we said we are like ostrich we like chal raha hai chal raha hai chal raha hai life and just mm. uproots you to say, okay now abhi nahi chal raha hai kya karogi so gratitude brilliant brilliant papia thank you so much for your time you don't need to be stronger all the time let yeah. it flow and find the stillness and inside and most you. important when there's a, any kind of death in the family whether it is your close friend your anybody close to you or not do not be strong please just do not be strong that's the moment when you have to be 
let your vulnerability be just embrace it accept it acknowledge it and celebrate it being vulnerable because that's the moment that's the time do not park it and think you'll ever go back to it because it's not going to be the same but if you do not acknowledge it and embrace it at that moment it's going to be fatal so trust me if any kind of death happens any kind of trauma or crisis happens in your life please do not be strong i would never tell anybody to be strong because strong is not a human personality trait absolutely wood is supposed to be strong you know walls are supposed to be strong why am i supposed to be strong no it's not it's the wrong the worst advice in the world is being strong absolutely great advice papiya bakshi thank you so much for joining us thank you so much thank you so much you don't need to be strong all the time it's okay to be vulnerable and it's great if you can find the space of stillness inside you and do not forget to have your me time to find your real self thank you for listening to us and please do subscribe to the SOS show on all the leading podcasting platforms which includes iTunes Spotify Jio Seven you name it also do not forget to leave in your comments you can connect to us on epilog media website or metaphysical lab i'm your host so to the signing out and i'm going to see you next week with another episode of the SOS show Thank you.